0: Hello, 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 friend. I have to tell you, I brought a old friend of mine. Um, We've known each other since high school. Can we believe that one? Um, Back in the day, we were friends. We we had talked a long time, done sports together, hung out, all those things. We have traveled apart in the world um, because we are both military spouses. So we have moved all over and done a million things. But... It came back that we came back in touch and I have to share you, share this person with you all because she's incredible, but she's a wealth of knowledge and um, I want to just share her with you and the world and everyone. Um, Megan, will you
1: introduce yourself for us a little? Sure. Um, I'm kind of an open book. My name is Megan Wentland. Um, I am, as Steph said, we've known each other since high school. Um, but I am a loan officer and branch manager for Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. I've been in the finance world for almost 10 years now. Um, when So I do residential mortgages. That is my job. If you need a mortgage, you come to me. That's my job. I love to uh, financially advise families. And I'm not just not just a mortgage. I'm an advisor. So I take that very seriously. Um, personally, I have two little ones. They have an eight and a 12 year old that keep me very, very busy. I'm a sport, total sports mom. Um, I've been married for almost 17 years. If that you can believe that it's been that long. Um, and yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell, I guess. Anything. What else do you want to know?
0: <laughs> um, we'll get, we'll get more into it. We, I promise, I promise. But Um, I love, I love that you help, you do more than just give a mortgage. Like that's the thing that you, you take your job more than just the basics and you go far beyond that. Um, I have seen you in action and watch how you just, it's not just getting somebody approved. It's how to make their, it easier for them, how to simplify this whole concept. And I don't feel like enough of us feel comfortable with our finances and between the finances coming a it's a it sometimes can become a burden Mm -hmm. um and with you helping with mortgages it's your home like that is where you you know you you're turning it into a home that's your place that's your like sanctuary Mm -hmm. and so if we can combine the two, why not? But I just love how you take this above and beyond. You don't just get somebody the money they need, you go beyond that. Mm-hmm. And
1: where did your passion for this come from? So, my passion started when I my husband and I got married super young and we're not so great with our money. Um, I just going to be super transparent and candid and open with everybody. We really struggled. Um, We didn't make a lot of money, but we spent a lot of money. We didn't know how credit worked. We didn't know any of that. And I spent, he um, had gone on a deployment. We found ourselves in over $30,000 of debt before the age of 22 and no college debt, no nothing. It was strictly credit card and just frivolous spending. We had nothing to show for it. And so I had spent an entire year long deployment um, working 24/7. This was prior to children, and spent taking every dollar that he had made overseas and doing nothing but paying off debt and digging ourselves out. Um, this was before you could just go online and pay a bill. I was calling collection companies, paying off credit, um, working on his his. Um, you know, he had gone on a deployment and just not paid bills. Because who knows? You think you might you're not going to make it home? Why would you care about turning off your cell phone? So they send it to collections. So. We had a lot of debt and made a lot of poor financial decisions because people were just in a hurry to lend us money, but not tell us any of the repercussions of that. We didn't understand how interest worked. We didn't understand any of that. So before we knew it, buying a couple of frivolous things here and there turned into $30,000 accruing interest. And so I made it my mission. That was when I really decided I wanted to get into finance and business so I could help people avoid making the same mistakes that we made, specifically military families Um, I wanted to be a financial advisor for military families. So they didn't go through what we went through and make those poor decisions because no one's telling you what to do, right? Everybody's just trying to lend you money and make money off of you. And um, so I wanted to be an advisor, but it turns out that job didn't really exist. I went through this process, tried to create it. There wasn't the budget for it, of course. Um, So a friend of mine one time who actually worked for me, one of my employees, her mom was a loan officer. And I had gone to school for finance at this point. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in finance, but I knew I wanted to. So I put myself through school um, online, actually, while I was raising my oldest. And um, I just knew I wanted to get into finance. And she came to me one day. She said, why don't you just come talk to my mom? She's looking to hire somebody. She's a loan officer. I didn't even know. I couldn't spell mortgage. I mean, I could, but, you know, didn't didn't really know. And so that, she, I ended up quitting my job. Um the next, two weeks later and getting into mortgage because it was a way to financially advise um, not only military families. I specialize in VA loans, but of course they do all types of loans. Um, but I learned that it doesn't have to be just a mortgage. It could be more than a mortgage. We advise people on credit, on how to prepare, and I connect them with a good accountant, a good financial advisor. I'm not an accountant, not a financial advisor, I'm not a credit analyst, but I know enough about those areas to be able to advise people or at least point them in the right direction. So I have a lot of people who come to me with credit concerns and we get them ready. Um, It might take three months, it might take six months, it might take a year, but I'm that loan officer unlike a lot that are willing to put in that time and effort into people, uh, to get them ready because people don't know what they don't know. And it's just, I, like I said, I got into it, just not wanting anyone to go through what we went through. And two thirds of wealth in this country comes from real estate. And that is how I was able to dig us at the best decision I ever made was buying our first house when everybody told me not to. And it was back in 2012 when the market was really low. People were still scared about from 2008. And we ended up selling that house in four years for over $100,000 more than what we paid for it. And now that's not totally that, you know, that's not to say that happens with every transaction. And we worked really hard to do that. But had I not bought that first house, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm just really, really passionate. Um, Real estate brings stability. And your mortgage, I always joke, I sell a product nobody wants. Like nobody wants to get into debt. Nobody wants a mortgage, right? And I understand that. I totally do. So I try to be more than just a mortgage for people. I'm a resource advising you how to use your money. It might not make sense to put, put all your money down on your house. It might make sense to pay off other debts at higher interest rates. Um, so we're strategizing. We're talking future. We're advising people on how to house hack. How to purchase a primary residence, live in it for a year, and then turn it into a rental. And now you have long term income and you're now you're an investor. Um, so it there's really different ways to build wealth. And it doesn't have to be, it's not just through I'm gonna dump all my money into crypto and get rich quick or something like that. We want it, we want secure investments, right? Right. I think that that you hit on so many different things. So, first off,
0: I think the the get quick. Fix. I always call it the insta fix. Yeah, is not a thing. Money, and we don't. We need to cut that out in our society right now. I think that you know, getting wealth is a long term thing. Yes, I think it's something that it's never going to come instantaneously. It takes work. It takes time. It takes effort. It really does take you putting in the effort to make it wise decisions. Like it has to be wise and smart decisions that you make, and. And we can't just expect it to turn around on us. Like, okay, well, right. I invest a hundred thousand dollars into it now. Well, it should come back to me tenfold in no time. Well, it's not that easy all the time. Like, right. it, it, you've got to learn the system, learn how it works. But I also love the fact that you never went away from your passion. Like, you went into this with the thought process: I want to help people. Never get into what we did. I right. uh, coming you know, I'm a military spouse too. And I remember those days we were yeah. over and we were spending stupid and we didn't have, I mean, I had one kid at the time, but it was, I'm like, where did our money go? What were you we make doing? A lot of like, money either in the military. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're no not making money no matter what. <laughs> you're definitely not making a whole lot, but right. man, we were spending and having great times. Yeah. but Um, you know, it, and it's crazy. And I know that concept. So I totally understand that, that wanting to give and wanting to be there so that nobody else has to deal with that struggle. Yeah. Like we, you know, it's, it's notorious because you're a guaranteed paycheck every two months um, or every two weeks from mm-hmm. being a military person that it's people want to give you money, you're guaranteed yeah. pay. And so it's easy to get it and it's really easy to spend it. Right. And so I think that you staying true to what was your intention that you went in going, I want to, I want to help. I want so that no one else can ever have to feel the pain that I went through. I want to be able to be that guide for them. And no, no one ever wants to sign up for a loan. Like nobody ever wants to in debt, but it's a necessity to have our homes, like to have these things that, I mean- unless you're living, you know, unless you got like hidden millions, which let me, most people
1: don't, (laughs) um, you're not paying cash on a house. No. And it's, it's, it's good debt versus bad debt. And I think that's something too for like people like our parents, right? I get that a lot. You know, I it's like an okay boomer comment. <laughs> like, okay, boomer. Like I know Dave Ramsey says, do you have to put 20% down, do a 15 year mortgage? All these things. But Dave Ramsey didn't live in a time where people had $100,000, $200,000 of student loan debt because that's what they told us to do was go to college and get ourselves into debt, right? So if you have to get into debt, you might as well. Uh, there's a difference between a good debt and a bad debt and a debt secured by an appreciating asset versus a depreciating asset and teaching people that. And I'm super passionate about education. I'm actually working on a curriculum to teach finances to kids right now. I would love to get into that just because it, yes, it doesn't benefit. And people are like, why are you doing that? Why do you teach home buyer education? All these things, these are people who might not ever work with you or benefit from you." And I'm like, no, these are people that are going to come to me in a couple of years or a few years. These kids are going to grow up. I have however many more years of this, you know, at least 20 more years to work, um, if not 30. And these are people that are going to grow up and I'm going to do loans for them and their kids and their, you know, and their parents, their aunts, their uncles. So there's no, I don't believe any time educating people is ever wasted. Like I'm a certified home buyer education instructor for a couple of different states, and um i'm just really really passionate about education because you're you should never just invest blindly you should never go into anything uneducated a fitness program a uh, a loan uh, investing in the stock market like anything you do you need a coach or an advisor period <laughs> blank period
0: right and and even if you like i that's why i love I go into the schools and I talk to schools, the kids in the schools too. And my kids see me all the time, choosing different options. Obviously with me being the health industry, they know a lot of different things when it comes to the health, mm-hmm. but, and their friends have started picking it up. And so many times people are like, well, do you work with kids? I'm like a hundred percent. I work mm-hmm. with the kids because guess what? That's They're going to be in, yes. And mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe this kid doesn't work with me immediately, or it doesn't pay off immediately, but guess what? They're educated now. Yeah. And have my world wiser than they were
1: a year ago or 10 months ago or whatever. And that's the thing. We can teach our kids finances and about real estate, and we can set them up for generational wealth. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do in my family is break the cycle, build generational wealth, give my kids a chance to where they don't have to go into debt for college. And there's security in real estate. A home brings stability for kids. And I think. Um you, there's so many statistics out there and I'm not going to bore everybody with it but there's there's proof out there a home does bring stability to children and yeah. they have you know that that safe space and I think um it's the american dream for a reason and it, it can be a good thing a mortgage can be a good thing not a bad thing and it's unfortunately it's a necessary a necessary yeah. thing and learning about finances is so so important had i known what i i'm teaching my kids and had i known had my parents taught me, I wouldn't have made some of the decisions or the mistakes and it would have saved me. I probably would have owned an, you know, I would be even better off now, you know? So it's just, if we're teaching these kids about smart financial decisions and putting little things in place here and there, when they go to buy their first home, it's going to be even easier. And the mortgage process doesn't have to be this big ridiculous thing that everybody claims it to be, or you hear all the horror stories of, you know, people buying a car and no longer qualifying for financing, or it blows up at the closing table and the, you know, this, that, and the other thing, all these problems that happen during the mortgage process. It doesn't have to, if you just educate people. Right.
0: And I think educating at any level is important. Um, I don't think that anybody is too far gone. I think we can always learn, but like never too late. Yeah. And like, but like you said, is, is having the knowledge for our kids is super important. Like setting them up to, to have that success, because that's what we want. Like there's going to come a day where we can't force feed it to them. We cannot mm-hmm. handle them that silver platter, but yet we want them to have everything mm-hmm. well, education. And that takes knowledge and setting up, setting things in, in action now for when they are 22 and on their right. own, things. Like I don't, I think I would probably be five times further along in my life and have all the millions of things that I wanted. If I would have had some of the education earlier in life that I learned the hard way, you know, you had
1: kind of had to like finagle and figure out and life's experience it. And there's nothing wrong with learning the hard way. I think it all, you know, and I think some things are necessary and I'm I'm not, I don't regret anything. I'm thankful. I've gone through everything I've gone through, but at the same time, if I can make it a little bit easier for someone else, that's yeah, that's what we, that's the goal. (laughs)
0: Like, I don't ever regret anything I did. They made me Made me wiser. I think back a million times over. I'm like, yes, that was probably
1: not the smartest decision, but I learned so much from it. I mean, um, maybe I didn't need that coach bag when I didn't even have a paycheck big enough to pay for it. But you know, like I, nobody was telling me no, right? Right. I mean,
0: <laughs> there's that. There's uh, that. You know, yeah, I think that's something important. Um, if you could give somebody a tip though, whether it's in the realm of mortgage, finance, home, because you, like you're saying, yeah, stability comes from a stable home. Like mm-hmm. having one address coming from a military spouse who changed, we changed addresses six times in seven or seven times in six years. Mm-hmm. If I never hear the sound of packing tape again in my life, I am perfectly fine. Right. Um, right. So I know the opportunity or the the joy of stability mm-hmm. and the joy of of my home and how to make it my sanctuary, my space, and how my kids feel like they can bring their kids over and they feel, they feel comfortable. They can let go and just be themselves, and how important that is for myself, but also my kids and right. um, house. Like it means a lot to my husband that he can claim a piece of land, like own mm-hmm. dirt. And that means something that gives him so much pride. Yeah. And if you could give a tip or two to anybody who's either in the network or looking for anything or just in general advice, what would you give them?
1: I mean, there's a couple of things, but the biggest thing is, um, trust who you work with and who you go to for advice. Don't just listen to this person on TikTok because everybody follows that. Listen, educate yourself. Um, seek education from somebody that you trust, because there's a lot of things out there. You can publish anything on the internet. Doesn't make it true. And as we've learned, um, the media, the other thing I would say was don't always listen to everything the media says and take it for what it's face value because fears, two things sell, and I'm just going to say it fear and sex sell, right. And fear is what the media has to create in order to get ratings and to sell, so a lot of times the, what they're, what they're educating you, quote unquote, educating you on is not accurate statistically, or like, there's no economics supporting it. They're just taking the one little indicator and like running with it. And so you you've been hearing, um, there's a, uh, CSNBC anchor that has been posting or preaching forever since I think like 2018, that it's a bad time to buy a house and there's headlines. I have this PowerPoint that shows how she listed each year. Don't buy a house because of this. Don't buy a house because of that. Well, people who bought back in 2019 have almost 40 to 50% equity in their homes right now. So had they not done that, the wealth they've gained over the last five years, like if people just listen to this lady and there's no there's no recourse for our media or our people who right, you know, say it. So be careful who you listen to is number one, what you feed yourself on a daily basis is what you're going to start thinking or what you're going to become. So if you're following these people on social media and I'm not saying, and that that's not to say, follow me, listen to me either. You know what I mean? Like you, if you follow me and you like what I'm saying and you agree with me, then cool. You know, I'm not, I don't want you to blindly listen to anybody. I want you to add my best advice, I guess, to bring it back is to get educated and be careful who you listen to. Right. Uh, because they're not all correct. <laughs> like what what evidence like I say trust but verify right yes. what evidence do they have supporting what they're saying? Um, that And what I'm kind of referring to is everyone, oh, there's going to be a housing crash. Okay, that's a fair concern. I'm not downplaying that concern. It wouldn't it crosses my mind every day, right in this industry like there could be a housing crash. However, what I will say is, why do you think that? Like, can you give me a reason why you think that? Is it because the media is telling you? Is it because it's been so long and it's just what goes up must come down? Like why are we thinking this? Because if you look at the true economic indicators that cause a housing crash and I, and I'm not a recession is different than a housing crash, right? Are right. we gonna go into a recession probably? Are we already in one? Arguably, yes. But eight out of the nine last recessions, housing remains strong. Like are you <laughs> looking at that statistic, right? um, mortgages are totally different now than they were 2005, six, seven, eight, you know? Um, so there's that inventory on the market. There's only like one month of inventory on the market. When the housing crash happened before there was over six months of inventory on the market and people didn't have the equity in their homes that they have today. So people are a going to protect that equity and B they're able to sell if they do find themselves in a position where they can't pay their mortgage or something like that, they do have the option to do that. Now I'm easier said than done. Obviously I know that's not, it's not as easy as, hey, I'm just gonna sell my house. Not that easy, but what I'm saying is cause you gotta find a place to go, right? That becomes the struggle. Right. Um, but what I'm saying is the same economic indicators aren't there that were there in 2008. That's just a black and white fact. Doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. I'm really big into facts and, uh, you know, playing the, the middle and seeing both sides. And I think it's important to listen to both sides. And so, um, be careful who you listen to and get educated is my, my long-winded answer to your question.
0: <laughs> no, that's super. It's super important and, and key. Cause even within my industry of, of the health aspect. How many times do we hear, oh, this is going to get you, you know, lose 20 pounds in a week? Right. Okay, well, it's not right. possible. Right. Yeah. That's great. Um. What's the side effect? Like, that's where I always go. I will be the first person to be like, okay, what's the side effect here? Right. Um, or, you know, oh, these shots are going to help you drop inches. Okay. Again, what is the massive side effect of that? And we can hear all these media and this thought mm-hmm. process of, okay, well, you have to look like this and this is what it looks like to be successful or to lose weight mm-hmm. or to have the American dream or whatever it looks like is you're getting fed this, but are we willing to are we really taking it in and going, okay, is this what I want? Is this what I need? And where is the source coming from? Because yeah. if it's coming out of just greed, like you said, it's it's sex and money, like sex mm-hmm. and fear. That's mm-hmm. that's what get pilot, you know, get media. And so if you're looking at it from That aspect, or is where are you coming from? Where is this coming from? Is it coming from a good intention to truly educate and be unbiased, especially when to money? Money is the thing that I think that so many we need to be
1: as unbiased as we can. Mm -hmm. It's a business, right? It's a business decision, and I mean, it gets emotional, right? Buying a home is emotional. Dealing with your finances is emotional, and I think as a loan officer, I mean, I get looped in with those, those bad guys from back in the day that gave all the bad loans and have a bad reputation. So I really pride myself in being that honest and honest, honesty, integrity, morals, ethics, all those things. I mean, I've told people flat out now it's not a good time for you to buy a house or now we got to get this in order first. You know, I'm not saying you can never buy a house. I'm saying, let's do this first or, right. um, you know, yeah, this, this refinance doesn't make sense for you, but my, Susie Q down the street, another loan officer would probably do it. But for me, I got to sleep at night and this doesn't make sense. So that's kind of back to your question of like advice or, you know, what are some tips you would give people? The other thing is trust who you're working with, like get to know who you're, if it feels wrong, it probably is. If it feels icky, your gut and your intuition is a super powerful thing. Same thing, I'm sure, with health and wellness too. Like any new fad diet or anything, if it feels wrong, it probably is. Or if it feels too good to be true, it probably is. I get this a lot in my industry too. Like people advertise all these products, right? And they make them seem so great. Whether right. it's, you know, a bank's advertising this interest rate or, you know, yeah. co- open up a savings account with us and we'll do A, B, and C. There's always fine print. There's always fine print. You're a mortgage is a mortgage. You get like, you might get a quarter point cheaper rate down the street, but what's the cost of that? So pay attention to that kind of stuff. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And I think that's something
0: else to say about, about you and the industry and that concept is that you're gonna be truly honest about it. You're mm-hmm. yes, you could that could end up losing you dollars. Like somebody it has.
1: It has. I'll just say it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it probably has. And it, I know I can almost guarantee because I've had people walk away from me because mm-hmm. I'm not them the answer they want. And right. If you want the answer and you want you like then obviously you and I are not going to give that to you. You know, like we're not just going to sugarcoat life for you. But at the same time, why do you want that answer? Like, what is that going to do for you to get the, the fluffy new thing? Like, mm-hmm. that sounds great, but at the end of the day, we're going to tell you what's in your best interest. We're going to yeah. give you the information so that you can be the most successful long-term. Right. It a right marathon, be- not a sprint. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Especially because you and I are both runners, that kind of thought process. Yes. Yeah. Mile one, easy. Mile 15 sucks. Like it just does. Yeah. And, and whether it's in finances or health, like it can't be the quick fix because no. If it's giving you quick justification, it's going to wear out. Right. It's going to go away. And then you're going to be sitting there going, now what? Well, that's and, when people quit. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And you up on it. And and yeah, that's going to be great for the moment. But what's the long-term effects? What's the long-term longevity of you know that on your finances, on your family? Yeah. You know, we were talking before we started is finance is a topic that can literally
1: break up relationships break it up yes like, i think isn't it like over 50% of divorces are caused from from money because of money it's 50 to 75% i so thought i just something it's, like that it's, it's 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 a crazy number it's huge
0: <laughs> it is and it's it's been such a taboo topic that nobody wants to talk about oh you shouldn't and i don't know is that just because we were in a generation where our parents said don't talk about it so mm-hmm. we 50. And now we're trying to be that buffer so that our kids are wise enough to talk about it, but we're still trying to buffer our parents. Like we I feel like we are in that generation that's that buffer. We're yeah. we're wise, we're becoming a little more
1: open about we're, it. We're, it. Corporate as a, America says don't talk about it, right? Don't tell people how much money you make. Right, right. Because corporate America says, "Well, then I got to pay your 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 uh, counterpart there the same as you or more because they find out you made more money than them." So I think it is finances are a taboo topic and it's uncomfortable because nobody you never have enough. I'll just tell you what: more money, more problems. Right, more money, more problems. You have to. It's it all goes back just like any health and fitness routine or marathon, whatever you're training for. It's discipline. It is a discipline and anything you do in your life, whether it's your budget, your diet, your anything, we all know, like it's most of the time people lose weight or don't lose weight because they're probably not eating correctly. It has nothing to do with how hard you're working. It's one in the kids, it's in the kitchen, right? Or like with your finances, it's in the credit cards. Like we're, we're living beyond our means. Cause that's what we do in America. And I, I'm guilty of it too. I totally am guilty of it. Um, but it's just having the discipline to prepare. And most people think, oh, well, it's going to take me two years to get ready to buy a house. I'll, I, I'll probably here. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. Or, you know, those little decisions all add up. And I know everyone's like, well, as millennials, I hear this all the time in the finance world. I can't just save for a down payment by cutting out my morning coffee, you know, and it's like, okay, you're, you're right. You probably can't save 20% that way. But can you pay off a couple credit cards to put you in a better position that way? Absolutely. Like you're thinking too far or too long-term or your expectation isn't realistic, but can you pay off a thousand dollar credit card in a few months by cutting out your morning Starbucks at six bucks a pop every day? Absolutely. You can do that. And now instead of qualifying for a $300,000 house by paying off that thousand dollar credit card, maybe you qualify for three fifteen now. And that's the difference between getting you into a house you love and don't love. I mean that that's a lot. Most people don't realize like paying off a small debt like that increases your purchase power that much in that way. Well,
0: and then I I love the conversation of I don't I don't have the money. Mm-hmm. Oh, but but you had time for and money for Starbucks. You had mm-hmm. you had money for. And I'm not I'm not gonna knock it because I'll be the first one to go get my hair cut or something like that. But it's not Same, yeah. every two to six weeks. Like it's it's worst case scenario when I can run in. But I'm also not doing like magical things.
1: Like I I understand that this isn't gonna just be magical. Well, and it's a choice, right? You're you're choosing to get your hair, or you can choose to put money aside to pay off a different debt. It, it's it's like anything. It's a choice. It's a discipline and a choice.
0: Right. And people are telling me, oh, groceries are too expensive. They are. I, eat, I eat out three times a week. I mean, coming from a family of six eating out for one meal is a hundred bucks. Oh, at times- least.
1: Yeah. At least That's, there's like- things kind of what we're talking about now relates to the budgeting technique I teach. It's called an ABC budget. So this is where I tell everybody to start. If you don't have a budget and you're like, you're just don't, you're like, this is never going to happen for me. Write down everything you spend. I know it's crazy, but like, it's, and it sounds cliche and this and that, and how's it going to work? But like everybody, everybody, it's just to me, this is going to be really tough love. It's just a dream or a hope until you write it down. Then it becomes a goal, right? So when I teach somebody a budget, it's an ABC budget. Your A expenses are expenses you, you need, but you, and you can't do anything about It's your rent, it's your mortgage, it's your car payment, your student loan, those big installment loans you can do nothing about. You have to pay them, write them down. Your B expenses are what we're talking about now. Expenses that you need, but you can do something about. Your groceries, clothing, cell phone, insurance. We need all those things, but can we do something about it? Can we shop for a cheaper rate on insurance? Can we shop for a cheaper rate for our cell phones? Can we buy off-brand groceries instead of- name brand? I mean, is it really the same thing? And it seems silly to save a dollar here, a dollar there, but that's what you have to do if you want to find money in your budget. And then your C expenses are expenses that you are, they're just wants. They're things you don't need. And that's what you write down, but write down every single thing you spend on. And you'll be surprised where you can find little things to cut out here and there subscriptions, Mm -hmm. um, just little things. And it all adds up. It all adds up, and it's. It, I, I know I'm. It's easier said than done. I believe me. I lived it. I've been there. I still live it every single day. I deal with the discipline of, do I want to go to Starbucks today? And I'm not saying you can never go to Starbucks. It's kind of like a diet, right? It's not. This is a lifestyle. It's not a. It's not a diet for your finances. It's a lifestyle, and just making little changes. Maybe you cut down Starbucks from five days a week to three days a week. Great, you know. So that's just one example. Um, Or, you know, maybe I try to loop all my errands into one day and map out my route. So I'm not using as much gas seems really silly, but like, you're not cutting anything out. You're just becoming more efficient in what you do. A hundred percent. Like, I think that
0: that is key. Um, You know, like you're, (laughs) I do the same thing with time blocking. I, Mm -hmm. I talk, really busy moms who are working a corporate job and, and still being a mom. And now they want to try and put fitness in there. And they're like, yep. I just don't have time. Oh, awesome. so do. Same um, 24 hours in a day. And if I can do it, you can do it. Like mm-hmm. we can do this. And I have them put in the things that are non-negotiables, right? Nine to five, Um. Uh, uh, you know, this, that, and the other, they're non-negotiable type things. Then you get the flexible ones that are, I still got to drive my kid to a sport, but do I have to participate in the sport? No. Mm-hmm. I have time there to do something, whether that's personal development, reading, work, something, right? I still have to get them there and back. I have to block out the time for it in my calendar, but I don't have to participate. Right. And then there's the that, those blank spots. Those are your fill spots. Also yeah. afterwards is the blue ones is what I tell everybody. I'm like, mark your calendar, but it's blue. And it's this idea of like, well, what can I fill this with? I have right. nothing there. It's an open spot. What am I doing? Right. Right. And it's a very similar thought process of like, we want to kind of limit that flexibility thing. Yeah. But we understand that all things come with moderation. You know, mm-hmm. I understand that you want some of the time to have, you know, some freedom. You want to have the ability to still do your Starbucks, do your things. We get that. We're not telling yeah. anybody to completely cut it out and say no. That's unrealistic. Right. And I'm the first person that, you know, like I have had clients who told me, well, I have a soft spot for Oreos and I'm like, cool, then you can have two. And they're like, I can still eat them. I'm like, Absolutely. Yeah. because otherwise you're focused on the don't eat, don't eat. Now you're going to stare at it instead of going, okay, well, I've, I've taken a small bit and I've eaten that like small little bit to subside the craving to continue to focus on it. Now I can go somewhere else and do whatever I need to. Right. And- and I think that's the same thing. If we sit here and we go, don't do, don't do, don't do with your money. All you're going to see is the things that you're being told. No, 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 no to. Right. Whereas if you yourself, okay, you can spend 20 bucks on it. You know, like you said, going from five to five days of Starbucks to three, or instead of, you know, I know this is a big topic is Starbucks for in, but maybe we take it home. We bring it right. home. Right. And and how do we change that concept of what does moderation
1: look like? How do we make that all a thing? Well, and budgeting for it. Then right. if you need that Starbucks every day, then budget for it. But that saving, contributing to your savings better be just as important as that Starbucks, right? You're you, We need to treat, I, something I teach is treating your savings like an expense. If you're mm-hmm. spending $5 a, a day on Starbucks, there's no reason you can't put an additional $5 a day in your savings account. And people are like five bucks a day. What's that going to do? A lot. The eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. I'll just tell everybody that if I can walk, you walk away with one thing today, the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. Albert Einstein said that. And it's true. You got to have some money to make some money, right. For it to grow. And that's part of advising people with mortgages and whatnot too, is like, maybe we put 15% down on our house, not 20%. And we take the other 5% and we invest it into a growth account that's going to compound interest and grow for us. And then in two years, you're going to have 20% equity on your home. Anyways, just with natural appreciation. So why are you going to drain your bank account of all stability just because Dave Ramsey says you need to put 20% down on a house? So it's just getting, and I'm not saying don't put 20% down on a house. If you can and you have the ability, fantastic. Come on down. Um I'm never going to, but I've had people attack me for, for saying comments like that. Or I had someone attack me on um, Instagram not long ago. And I say attack, that's an aggressive word. Just kind of call me out and basically say, I'm um, for lack of a better description, a terrible person. Cause I'm advising people to buy a house in this market. And I'm like, well, wealth is built through real estate and it's a secure asset. So even if the market dips, five times, which it probably will, it's going to go up and down. Five, what does it matter? You need a place to live and you got to pay to live somewhere. So right. what, what does it matter? What's the difference? you're paying a landlord's mortgage. What does it matter if it's yours? Okay. So value goes down. And then in five years, it comes right back. I don't, I don't understand why it's a bad idea to buy a house. So I just, I'm not following. Right. Um, but you're always going to have those, the hater, you know, there you're going to have people who disagree with you and that's fine. It's totally fine. You just have to be ready to kind of back up what you're, uh, 100% what you're saying <laughs> with with facts.
0: So and I thought it was interesting cuz I actually watched one of your reels recently that said um about putting money down on it. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this, if this was in reference to a VA loan, I probably was. That's probably why I it caught my eye is the idea of is it more beneficial to put the money down or not? And the the you ran numbers and I'm uh-huh. very I'm analytical. I like numbers. I like to see the things and like show me proof kind of thing. And so I thought it was super interesting when you broke it down because I was like, well, that makes so much more sense. Like that just eases the mind. Yeah. So it's just when education. I, <laughs> it is. I think that's the thing that so many people feel like, okay, well, education is a book and I have to get a certification to do that. No, 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 no. That means being wise enough to get a mentor like yourself or myself. And we did the work. We did went the, to the school of hard knocks. I learned the hard way. Whether <laughs> so, yeah. it's experience or a school, like we did, we did the knowledge for you. We did the yeah. work for you. Now it's just you showing up and following the steps that we tell you to do. Yeah. We, we've done the hard work, yeah. but I think that's something that is super important. And I think
1: so many people are like, well, I'll do it by myself. It'll be cheaper. Is it really? Time is money. I really believe that. I believe that. I, I mean, I have a business coach. I have time. I, when I was training for my marathon last year, I had a running coach. It was all virtual and it wasn't that much money, but it's, it's accountability. Um, having a mentor and having accountability is really important. And I do believe that time is money. And when you're more accountable to something, um, you're going to get your money's worth too. You're not going to let, you know, if you can find a way to be more productive in your day, you're going to make more money to cover that cost. So it's just um and it all comes down to what's important to you, right? If buying a house is really that important to you and you really want to do it, we'll find a way to make it happen. But you have to really want it. Um or, it, or are you just doing it because that's what you're supposed to do and that's the next step. Right. So um it, it all comes down to how how much do you really how disciplined are you willing to be to get it. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um so where can somebody follow
0: you and get in touch with you? Cause I know that we've only, we've only started to chip on the top yes. of this. <laughs> um, we could go for hours and I know we yeah. could, where can
1: somebody get more information from you or get in touch with you? So, um, professionally I have a website. It's just loanswithmegan.com Super simple. Um, but on social media, it's just at Megan Wentland, my name um, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I dabble in TikTok and just started dabbling in YouTube shorts. And I try to hit all avenues, but primarily Instagram and Facebook. I get DMs all the time from people watching my reels and my stories and all these things, asking me questions in all kinds of states. Um, so I am connected with people in all 50 states. So I can help, help connect you with somebody if I'm not licensed there. But um, I would say social media or my website is the best way. Um and I just coming out with a new blog called Mortgage Mom Wines, like not wine complain, like W-I-N-E. <laughs> it's kind of noted that I'm known as like the mortgage mom and I love wine. So that's just kind of becoming my blog and my YouTube and my TikTok and my brand. And I always have some connection to to wine as a joke. So that's kind of look out for my blog too that's coming. I just new and in the works. So you guys, it actually this is the first time I've talked about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Look at Boy, that. Yeah, It just know, happened you? yesterday. I started the page and everything, so working on it.
0: Yeah, girl. Um, I love it. I love it. But thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing with us. And I cannot wait to see more and keep following and learning because I know I'm
1: growing and learning from everything you have to share with us. So, um, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This was really fun. I was nervous. I didn't know what to expect, but this has been really fun. I appreciate the time. I try to keep it as calm and casual, nothing. Big. <laughs> oh yeah, super, yeah, easy.
0: <laughs> so thank you so much. And um, if you guys need anything, look out for Megan, reach out to her. When I tell you, I mean, trusted and and adored, I would not put anybody here and in front of you if I did not trust them myself. So um, reach out. She's, I think you're, What are, aren't you licensed in like, I don't know, half of the United States or at least no, majority? I'm
1: licensed in six states. Six states. So Washington, Idaho, Arizona, and then Illinois, Indiana, Florida. So yeah, anything there. But like I said, I have connect our companies in all 50 states. So I have colleagues in each state that I know and trust and would trust with my own business that do the same thing I do. Fairway is a nationwide company. We're the fourth largest mortgage lender in the country. So you are in good hands and we're all private employee owned as well, which is nice. We don't answer to the big banks or big stockholders or anything like that. Like I'm a stockholder in my company. So that's something that's really important to me too. It's people first, always it's not stockholder first. Um, And that's, I think a really, really important to know who you give your money to as well.
0: Wonderful. So thank you, Megan, for being here. Um, Guys, if you want to get in touch or you're, you've got more questions, please reach out if you have any um. you're looking for. You need help with finances. You need, um, you're looking for a house. You're looking for that whole thought process. I know Megan's got a network that is bigger than we can even imagine, um, (laughs) between realtors, mortgage, all the things she will get you taken care of. So please make sure you get in touch with her. Um, and thank you guys for being here. Thank you.